Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 235 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. This week in news, everyone loves free games. What could that be? Sony and Honda back at it again. Two uh, well-renowned Japanese companies. What is this story? I don't know this one. Uh, is it time to buy Switch Sports? Question mark. I already have. Have you guys not? <laughs> Or are we recommending this to other people at this point? I actually still have not jumped. <laughs> Find out later. <laughs> Cesar, you have it, right? I do. Brent yes. is the only one. By the time Brent decides to purchase, he will have a used sweaty leg strap that he has to purchase with his copy of Switch Sports. <laughs> <laughs> like in the Dirty Wii. The Dirty Wii condom thing when they came out. Those, uh, I can just use the silicone. one. <laughs> I can just use the one from my uh, Ring Fit, Ring right? Fit. Is yeah. it the same? Is that the same thing? I've never taken the one out for uh, Switch Sports. Probably. I would assume. Mm-hmm. It's tethered with the nicotine all over like the weed. Everything. <laughs> tethered with nicotine. I know when they put it on, uh, when Wario or whoever's talking about the Gamefly sale, they're like, with new leg strap. Because <laughs> they never send that part out. They don't send out the box content. Uh, Hyperkin brings another classic controller back. I'm very excited for this one. This is a good-ass controller. And last but not least in news, next-gen Witcher time. <laughs> I see what you did there, Brent. Well done. <laughs> Winter time will live in infamy. <laughs> I am uh, one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Hello. And our resident lore master and page master, Cesar Concepcion II. Hello. Cesar, welcome. You're not watching your Metal Gear Solid VTuber playthrough this week. No, she did uh, 11 hours of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 yesterday. I think I watched like two hours of it. So she completed the first Metal Gear Solid? Uh, I think she, when I stopped watching, she got too fat, man, on the tanker or the plant. Did she skip straight out of Metal Gear Solid 1 and go straight to 2? Mm, she beat 1. That that's stream I was that's watching, she beat 1. Beat, yeah, and she okay. went straight to 2. Yeah. Okay. That and fat I guess, man, I guess though, she, she got she got, uh, she got hooked into it because I guess she, she played for almost 12 hours straight on 2, so. Damn. I think I watched two hours of it, and I went back and saw she finished it. It was like 12 hours. Yeah. Metal Gear-a-thon. Yeah, a lot of VTubers are doing uh, they They're going through and playing all the Metal Gear games. Hmm. What are I Metal Gear all of a sudden? Uh, they probably because they got permissions from Konami recently. Oh, okay. Has that been something that's been restricted amongst VTuber land? Yeah, you got to get permissions to, to do certain games. So Why is that? Because they're like paid contracted positions or something? Uh, permissions to have a VOD of the game so they can make money off of it. Permissions okay. from the company. Like, hey, if I re- record this, playing this, it's okay for me to make money off this product. Right, that makes sense. Like uh, YouTube, the DMCA stuff, whether it's licensed material or not, or photos. I got you. All right, let's let's get into news. Free games, huh? The Epic Game Store from, this comes from VideoGameChronicle.com and Tom Ivan. The Epic Game Store will reportedly offer a free game every day over Christmas. I mean, that's just one day, so is it just one free game? <laughs> uh, Epic's festive promotion is returning in 2022, according to a reliable leaker, it says. Now, let's recap real quick. When the Epic Game Store launched, we got a free game every week. I guess it was the holidays or over a certain span of time. And then now it's been like a free game every week since then. Has it ever stopped? It's been free games forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's according to Deal Labs user Bill Bill Coon, 
who has accurately leaked various Epic Games Store, PlayStation Plus, and Xbox Game Pass promotions for over a year. In 2019, the Epic Games Store gave away 12 games over Christmas. And in 2020 and 2021, it gave away 15 free titles over the festive period. Uh, they go on to note that Star Wars Squadrons is free of charge right now until December 1st. So you have three more days to get it. Two as of the uh, post date of this recording. So this uh, Bill, Bill Bill Coon said the offer will be running sometime between December 15th and January 10th, 2023. They've given away uh, hundreds of free titles since launching in December 2018. I think that's when, Cesar, is that when we got these PCs? 2018? Mm, seems right. So that was like it timed perfectly, and I was like, "Yes, I got to get all these PC games for free when they roll them out," and it was good stuff. Um, according to Epic, last year it offered 89 free titles, down from 103 in 2020, com- with it worth a combined with a combined worth of $2,120. Users claimed over 765 million free games in 2021. It says it currently gives away at least one free game a week. Okay, that's what I was getting at earlier so that that has not changed um star wars squadrons will be replaced by fort triumph and rpg in a box which will be free to claim from december 1st through 8th i've never heard of either of those amazon prime gaming members can currently claim seven pc titles at no additional charge i forget to do a bunch of this stuff just because there's so many things out there it's like ah it's a chore to actually have to download everything you see your message uh, message from uh cutter Cutter, did I hear clothing is optional? Uh, Cutter, for you, I've seen you with minimal clothing. This is fine. I'll allow it. I'll I'll give a personal pass to you. Thank you for joining us for the show, as always. On a Sunday night, right? This is uh, it's our holy hour. This is our oh shit, we got to get one this week. <laughs> we got to get one. <laughs> and our schedule may be changing at the start of the year, so we'll we'll definitely get that out over what Instagram and Twitter, and we'll talk about it on the show here too. So as that rolls down. Uh, next up, Brent, you want to take this one about Sony and Honda? This one's news to me. Uh, so in a new joint venture from Sony and Honda, um, they could actually pair uh, PS5 hardware with their new electric cars. Uh, the head of Sony or the heads of Sony's uh, Sony and Honda Mobility, which was established apparently in September, I didn't hear anything about that. Um, but they told the Financial Times that the plan is to use music, movies, and gaming to build electric cars uh, built around premium entertainment experiences. Uh, they go on to talk about how Sony has content uh, services and entertainment technologies that moves people, uh, and we are adapting these assets <laughs> to they did there. <laughs> yeah, assets to ability. Uh, this is our strength uh, against Tesla," said President Azumi uh, uh, Kawanashi. Thus giving, thus giving Tesla ammunition to run out and lock up a Nintendo or a Xbox or a Steam. Which is, which is weird because it's saying uh, uh, Tesla is not providing any content services. I know that several games, including Cuphead and all sorts of yeah, you can Xbox run on stuff the, can run on the Tesla. Yeah, uh, Netflix can run on the Tesla. So interesting. Um. I guess they were saying they don't have like a solid partnership. They just grab deals as they come yeah, along, and it's that's worth. probably what they're going to. Um, Brandon, bring up a good point. These are all things you want to have going on in your car as you drive. Exactly, <laughs> but the car drives you, supposedly. Yeah, self-driving so. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, adding these technologies, uh, technologically possible, uh, and integrate and integrate a P, uh, the PS5 platform into their cars is kind of what they're they're shooting for. Uh, their first electric vehicle model in North America, uh, they hope to launch by 2025. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys remember this, but I know there's like a 2002 Honda Odyssey back in the day that actually had like integrated PS2 in there. I've seen them online. I've, I remember, uh, I think I had a friend that had like a PS it's, it's like built in. It's an official. So yeah, it was, it was, um, what did that hardware look like? uh, It's like a PS2 slim basically built in. So the, uh, so if it's a, is it the guts of a slim or is it the body of a slim? No, it's, it's like a slim in there. Okay. It it came out. It was one of those like pop down screens. And above that pop-down screen, I think it even said it was, like, branded as Sony or, or PlayStation or something. And above it, it had, like, a little shelf that, like, kind of popped down. And there was a full PS2 Slim in there. Slim came out in 04, so that would be... Maybe it was, an, it was like a 04 or 05 Odyssey? It might have been I want to track one down now. I got to see this. <laughs> got to buy one now? Yeah. All right, so if you get this, if you get this Sony Honda PS5 vehicle in 2025, you'll have that PS5 in that vehicle. For <laughs> All right, here's where I'm getting at. Uh, I have three vehicles, so think about the cars that y'all have. Right, what console would you have for those years in the in those vehicles? Oh gosh. Um... <laughs> All right, we've got a 2018, so that would be what PS4 and Xbox One. I've got a 2007, so that would be Wii, PS3, and 360. And then I've got a 1993, so that would be Super Nintendo. Oh, we have a bot in the chat. Like hot photo, my sister. Thank you. Thank you for joining the chat, girls. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's, somebody's trying to pimp off their sister? Yeah, like hot photo, my sister. <laughs> oh, we got even more like hot photo, my sister again. Uh, So a 93 would be Super Nintendo, Genesis, Game Boy, was the 3DO out in 93? Sega CD. Damn. Jaguar? When did the Jaguar launch? By 93 is, 90... the, king the, is the king of the gaming vehicles. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I would I would think 93 or 90, 94, the Jaguar. Atari Jaguar. All right, so what do you guys have for your vehicles? On... I mean, mine's a 2015, so it, that's somewhat PS4 newer. and Xbox One. So it's got to be yeah, PS4, Xbox One, our, or Wii U. Oh also, God, Brant. It's <laughs> also a 2015, so okay, you guys are in the same era. This is uh, kind of interesting. Fuck it, I'm throwing the PS Vita in there. Oof, even Sony built, wouldn't count the PlayStation Vita in that era. Built-in PS Vita into the steering wheel. <laughs> with a back back touch too back touch yeah so you can play little deviants is little deviants compatible Brent's trying to bring it back out of uh footnotes of history <laughs> <laughs> i have a playstation Brent said i have officially licensed playstation vita vehicle he's going to try to take it to carmax when he sells it and try to tell him it's uh vita compatible you can really do the etchings on the back of uh, uncharted with the with the playstation vita vehicle Oh, boy. Is that it for the vehicle thing? Yes. 
To enjoy the space in your car, you have to make it a space where you don't need to drive, said Kawanishi. The solution for this is <laughs> autonomous driving. So my dad had a um, my dad had a Pontiac Vibe, and I think that was like a 2002 or 2003, and it had a AC outlet in the back of the in the back of it, like where my brother and I would sit. And we ended up taking the PlayStation One, and we didn't have the, we didn't have the official screen for some reason. I, I guess I got that later on, but we had like this black and white uh, countertop TV. Remember when? Guys, when you're, well, I guess your parents, uh, for our generation, they would have like the news TV in the in the kitchen. They would turn on like a black and white set, and there would be Tom Brokaw and Jeopardy and all that stuff. But it had it had composite input, so we would put uh, like NHL 2000 and stuff like that to that little TV and play black and white hockey <laughs> down the road. We thought we were hot shit. It wasn't even that great, but it was it was something to play. All right. So I don't know if it was specifically Honda, but I did find some uh, some pictures and a eBay listing for this. Yes. Uh, what it's, year? It's it's literally the the player. I don't know if it has the. Hold on, here's the the actual. This is awesome. Thing that's written on the back of it. PS2 uh, Honda. Oh, yeah, send it on your phone. That way it's not messing up the. uh, It's an advent. Rising. What is that? Advent Sony PlayStation 2 ADV 10 PS2 console and monitor only. How much is it? Yeah, Oh, God, $1,000. (laughs) But you put that bad boy in your car. Oh, it is a slim that pops down out of there. What is that? Like wireless controller receivers? I think so. Yo, somebody needs to get a hold of this thing and do a like a dump of whatever this hardware is. This thing's I know, crazy. this thing's awesome. Oh, good find, Brant. I never Advent heard of this. Sony PlayStation 2. Cause those those ports aren't on a normal Yeah, those two USB ports are on a normal PS2. Yeah, this is a normal PS2 with some weird it's got some like don- special dongles. Yeah. Okay. So this looks like it's got the IR receiver in the front of it, and it looks like it's got the real slim buttons and stuff like that. And the shiny, you see the shiny disc cover, or like to the left of the disc cover, mm-hmm. the, the static part. I think that's one of the later ones that removed like the the non broadband jack and stuff. I think this is one of the last iterations of the PS2 Slim. That's wild though. They want a thousand fucking dollars for it. Jeez. And it's weird. They don't. They don't have those controllers, or at least, at least it doesn't say that they have the controllers. But those, whatever those dongles are in those yeah. uh, controller ports, are are Sony branded. You can see the the Sony logo on top of yeah, them. Yeah, it says Sony on them. Uh, brand. If you finance it, it's forty one sixty six for twenty four months with PayPal credit. Sony uh, PlayStation <laughs> Force Link. Is what it is. What the top of those little things say? Force Link. So that's our G over here. A Force Link or sell any Force Link accessories? Mm-mm. What a fucking find! That's wicked, man. I just like how you also associate it with the Honda Odyssey immediately. It's pretty good. Well, I've, like I've see seen I've seen somebody's video. They were talking about their Honda Odyssey that they've bought off somebody and then they, they thought it had the just a dvd player and they pulled it down and it's that <laughs> it's got a freaking ps2 in there 
We gotta find it, man. Do a deep dive. We're all gonna own one of these. I mean, yeah, you pull that screen down. The top of that screen says PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Brent, get one of those and put it in your current vehicle. Yeah. yeah find a way yeah. to hook up the Advent. Put it in my my wife's got a um. Advent children. A, a little bit. <laughs> Has a larger vehicle. She's got a more sport utility utility vehicle. It would work in there for sure. Instead of uh, me and you with a and me you and Cesar with our sedans, mm-hmm. we're not fully compatible for a PS2. All right. Next up in news, Nintendo Switch Sports Golf Update launches November 28th. Wow, that's now. That's tomorrow. It'll be now as of uh, listeners listening to the episode. 21 holes from the Wii Sports series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, I mean, is that was there go- more golfing in Wii Sports Resort? Like, how is it from the Wii know. Sports series? Okay, Nintendo will release the golf update for Nintendo Switch Sports, which adds golf to the game's selection of playable sports. On November 28th, the company announced the golf update will include a total of 21 holes from the Wii Sports series, as well as the eight-player online survival golf mode in addition to local play nintendo switch sports nintendo switch sports update to add golf this holiday is available now for switch sour mono you jumped the gun it is not yet available no that says november 21st mm-hmm. yeah we'll soon be we'll soon be available now i'll get 28 and 21 screwed up 28 and 21 because the news article came out the 21st we're just that far behind one holes 21 holes 21 exclusive from the we from that <laughs> illustrious history of we switch sports series titles. It's only three games, including this one, right? There's not another yeah. one. Uh, okay. Thought so. uh, another blast from the past. This comes Ooh. from Chris Scullion at videogameschronicle.com. The company that revived the Xbox Duke is now bringing back the Xbox 360 controller. Hyperkins Xenon, which was a code name for the Xbox 360, if you remember. Uh, Hyperkin Xenon is a 360 controller replica for Xbox and PC. The peripheral manufacturer responsible for bringing back the Duke is now doing the same with the 360 controller. So this is an officially licensed replica of the controller that was included with the Xbox 360 when it launched in 2005. That is still... I don't have it in here. I think I used it for something else recently. That is still my favorite, like, de facto PC controller. That is, like... I mean, they did... They did improve it with the Xbox One. I'm not going to sit here and argue that the Xbox One controller is not an improved controller, but that 360 one was uh, really, really good. Yeah, I don't know. that uh, The the Xbox three, 360 com- controller is still up there. It is. It's 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 that and GameCube were probably the best, most ergonomic, best feeling in your GameCube hands controllers. Tier. I think all of us, when we saw the GameCube controller, was like, I don't know about this thing. And the, But as soon as you hold it, and as soon as you're playing, like... <laughs> monkey ball or rogue squadron or something well i mean it's just honestly it's 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 better than the n64 controller and after the n64 controller going to that it's it's better the uh the c-stick nubbin is still a little odd for certain games but it's still it's it's a great controller yeah because it's not meant as like a first person shooter style they did not get that right yet Mm mm-hmm until I think it was at last week we were talking about Jeff Grubbs ranking and he had the Wii U Pro Controller solo. And I'm like, why? That controller is amazing. <laughs> that controller is great. It's light. The battery lasts for like six weeks. And this was coming off the PS3 controller that the battery seemed to last. Oh, my God. So short for me. Uh, I actually have interest in this in this Xenon controller. That was a good-ass controller. 
I don't mind corded either. That's never been. Yeah, a, I was about to say. I, I know these are going to be at least the first wave is is going to be wired. I know they yeah. eventually they did em- eventually make a wireless version of that Duke, didn't they? I thought they did anyway. I don't think so. Xbox has weird things with um, almost like Nintendo with third party wireless mm. peripherals like that. They're weird about it because that that Duke has to be connected, and that's that's kind of the reason I've never used it, even though. I think the three of us, I was thinking about this the other day, the three of us sit close enough to have corded controllers for all of our stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Is that because of the type controllers we use? Like, we use a mix of old school stuff in there? Like, what do y'all think is the... Because the mainstream, think about the mainstream consumer for game consoles. They have it, like, way away from them in their living room, right? That was the whole big thing behind the 360 having the wireless controller, the PS3 having the wireless controller. Like, put it in your console, like, sit back, sit on your couch... You have a nice new HDTV. Like, that was that whole push in that era. Yeah. But I think all of us are, we have fight sticks, and, like, I'm just as prone to play Super Nintendo game as I am something on a more modern console. So they're they're all within, like, 10 feet of me, I would say. Well, I mean, that the Super Nintendo, and even now, to, uh, to some extent, the uh, N64, I've got some wireless versions of those. What's because, your uh, wireless 64 controller you're using? I know Cesar's talked about one before. Uh, the Tribute 64. I think that's okay. the same one Cesar has. I just bought someone the corded one for Christmas. I think it was like 12 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, they so, were on sale. Yeah, and I love that controller. It's an amazing controller. Yeah, because those those Hori ones were so elusive to us for so many years. They were like 150 plus. And now they made a great ergonomic. It's got a great feel to it. Even the D-pad is good on there. That's just a good-ass controller. I was very recently playing N64 with someone and noticed that they had a janky-ass uh, Interact, I think was the brand. And the it mm. had no stick on the top. It was just the the nub. It was like the pole mm. for, the, for the stick. And I was like, uh, they no, had two or not? three other good ones, but I was like, you got to have a complete set. So they'll be getting one of those Tribute controllers, which are pretty bang out. But the wireless yeah. one is good. There's no like, there's no oh, lag or weird stuff or anything. No, it's it's great. I love that thing. I've got a wireless eight bit though, whichever they're the Super Famicom version of the one that they have. Same. And that thing is awesome. That thing is incredible. I, there's Consi- no latency on there. Yeah, and considering that you know, like you were saying, Super Nintendo, you can play it plugged in. And I mean, back in the day, that's what we used to do. You'd have, yep. you'd sit in front of the TV. You'd have the console there, drug out back from the TV like a couple feet, and then you'd have the controllers, which only had a cord of about 20 inches, 20, maybe two feet <laughs> at the most. Like th- those were short little cords Yeah. on the Super Nintendo and the, uh, the original NES. Yep. You always got told, don't sit too close to the TV. It's like, not good for your eyes. To. Like we have, yeah. we can only pull it out this far. Yeah. And if you were lucky, you could pull it out far enough and then, like, get some extra length by having the power cord, like, off to the mm-hmm. side. And then you could get a little extra plug in your AC adapter in another direction. Did everybody else have daisy-chained RF switches? Like, just <laughs> RF switch on top of RF switch? I did. Did y'all have to live that uh, life? No, I didn't. You didn't, Brent? Mm-mm. <laughs> You're back there fumbling around trying to figure out which one it was, which one is on, like, switching channels and all that stuff. No, we we had a old uh, Mitsubishi um, VCR, and I think we could that was you could yep. you could plug it into the back of that VCR, and it was it was good. It was it played through the same channel 
always channel three, baby. And you, you didn't have to worry about any, any fumbling around back there. Once was it was the in, way, it was in. That was the best way for a long time until we got a VCR. Like I didn't have my own VCR for a long time, but that was the best way to get composite input on something. Cause you still were doing most likely RF from yeah. your VCR to something, but at least you could use those, like those mystifying plugs on the front of the VCR at last. My console <laughs> could go straight in there. I'm good. <laughs> you could use those. Oh, the good old days. Uh, there's no price or date announced for this 360 Xenon controller. But uh, four colors, white, black, pink, and red. I don't remember. Maybe the red one was like a Gears of War one. White was the launch regular one. Black I was with the Elite. I do have a black 360. Yep, that first Elite that came out. Did you ever see a pink 360 controller like that? No. You did, Cesar? I think we had a DualShock 3 that was pink, too. I know we they made, saw, like, a pink we camel. We saw one that was, like, the inner red one. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation, they always have a bunch of colors. Red, pink, camo, yep. gray. And for good reason. Like, I was very recently in a GameStop for uh, Black Friday sales. No other reason. But um, you see, there's just, like, the wall behind the cash wrap is just full of controllers. And when you look on MPD, it's still Controller City on MPD. Those are the number one sales. Number one sales for the month, PS5 DualSense or PS4 DualShock or Xbox One Robot White Controller was the leading accessory sold. They, people buy up some controllers. Uh, the Xenon, which doesn't have a release date or price, will be compatible with Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, or PC. So broad range of compatibility on there. Might be fun to play some Halo Infinite or Master Chief Collection or something. Oh, hell the, yeah. With the 360 controller. It'd be pretty cool. All right. Last but not least, Brent, you want to take the uh, Witcher 3? Yes. Um, me and Cesar have already talked about the Witcher 3 <laughs> upgrade enough, trying to convince friend of the show, Russell, that yes, his $10 purchase now will get him all of this later on. He did not believe us for some reason. And I said I will refund him his ten dollars if I I also correct. offered an additional ten dollars if for some reason we were lying to him about this upgrade. He'd make profit ten dollars. He thinks there's a remake, and I think when we were talking about it, I was like, they're remaking the first one. Like they're making yeah. that one more friendly and they're you know, that's like a remake, like Resident Evil got a remake. This is the full upscaling and new like it's even path coming to, to victory. Switch. Path, this is the path to victory. It's coming to Switch. It's coming to the Switch one that you beat last year. He put a ton of... That was his COVID game. I guess it was two years ago. He played through Witcher 3 and is getting to the DLC now. I'm like, you know, it's not going to be major next-gen updates for the Switch version like it is for Xbox and PlayStation and PC, but you're going to get the quality of life improvements, and, you know, you're going to get specific upgrades and things like that for the Switch version. Um, Did I just summarize everything in the, in the yeah, pretty, pretty much? Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> it will Russell's, release. Russell's an upgrade denier. I saw. He's an upgrade denier. <laughs> so the next gen uh, path to victory for Witcher Three releases on December fourteenth. Uh, it will be available for standalone purchase for your PC, Xbox Series consoles, uh, PS Five, uh, or just as a as you were trying to say, uh, a free path to victory. If you've already got it on your uh, free path to victory. Yeah. Xbox, PS4, if you already own it on PC. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did point out some of the key features, um, visual updates. Um, They've got better textures plus uh, FSR uh, 2.1 and DLSS 3 support. Uh, We'll introduce an alternative uh, camera option. 
uh, bring you closer to the action. Photo mode, quest fixes, uh, DLC inspired by the Netflix series, including a new quest where you'll be able to get a diagram for new equipment for Geralt. That's awesome. Um, This game came out seven years ago? Yeah. And it's getting a new quest added. That's really, really cool. Not only that, you'll be able to have uh, cross-progression will also be enabled for players to carry over their saves between platforms. So I, lo- I looked into that to try to figure out how that was going to work. It seems like it's some sort of GOG sign-in. So you'll have to use like a GOG portal, it seems like, to sign in across hmm. Xbox and PlayStation and Switch. Because that's what Russell was most interested in, because he does not want to start a new save profile with his like 100-something hour Witcher save. What's Witcher time? It's next-gen Witcher time. It's current-gen um, current yeah. Witcher time. And that seems to be it. I mean, you may want to send this to uh, to Russell because it does go yeah, over and say that he believes this. Even it says more, he more recently it's confirmed that a full fledged remake of the Witcher has been <laughs> has been announced and uh, is entering production into Unreal Engine five. So of the first one that was the only on PC. One. Yes. Let's see if I can sign in real quick on Xbox and see if it's still ten dollars. I didn't uh, I didn't jump on it because I already had it on other things, but I'm also thinking with multiple Xboxes in the house, it may be easier <laughs> to get a hold of. What? What, Brant? What? I'm just laughing at you. Judging me silently. Unsilently. Something went um, wrong. Let's see. I can look it up. It's trying to get me to sign in all these consoles. Like, oh. I guess you can't get to the store from there it is. See if it's still ten bucks. Probably sales is starting. Um, off tomorrow. Game of the year or just the Wild Hunt? Game of the year that includes all the DLC. The complete, I guess it's called complete edition. No, it is game of the year edition. It's complete edition on Switch, I believe. See, it just I tells think... me download to console. I was gonna I say know. yeah, the the app doesn't. That's fucking app. <laughs> the yeah you're. You're using the app too because it just says yeah. download to console. Where do you want to install the game? Does that mean I own it? Possibly. Probably when I was not. Because on... I don't own it, and it's it's ad- asking me the same thing. Yeah, I'll send it to the console and see what it does. Let's get ready for that next gen, up- current gen update. I'm sorry, Cesar. Oh. Path to victory. If you have to pay for an upgrade fee. Cesar and I will personally give you $10 each <laughs> if you have to pay your path to victory. <laughs> oh, we're trying to tell him it's the same. You're going to get this. It's going to be automatically upgraded. Just pay for it. I don't know. I don't know. Because that's his most powerful console. He doesn't have a PS5 or a gaming PC or anything. So it's like, get this. you already have the Switch one. That's going to get an upgrade. Buy the Xbox one for $10 and transfer your shit. It's got to be the same it's gonna be the same game. They're gonna upgrade that ten dollar one. No, there's no way. It's gotta. Be, there's a remake. <laughs> Cesar lived the life. Oh too. my Cesar, gosh! <laughs> Cesar was on the chat with us. Brent, you would have helped, man. You would have helped us out. <laughs> all right, is that it for news? That is all of the news, sir. Let's get into games played. I'll do a couple quick hits, and then we'll do our Halo Madness. <laughs> then I'll hand it off to you, Cesar. Uh, um, you, you can just do it. I didn't play anything this week. I studied all. Studied. Uh, the VR madness has continued. Um, the missus is still playing Moss. I think I was talking about this last week. 
Uh, she's playing through Moss Book 1. And we bought Moss Book 2 while it was on sale on the Oculus Quest. I think it's on its first ever sale. I think it was 22 instead of 30 So that was a pretty... I'm assuming that price is, the price points are consistent with the PlayStation VR versions. I don't know. Usually when they get sales on one platform, they get a sale on another platform. Um, she's loving playing The Witcher. Or The Witcher. She's loving playing Moss. <laughs> the Moss Witcher. Uh, it's it's a fantasy action RPG with puzzles. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. With deep storytelling. <laughs> Path to Victory for Moss 1. Uh, the kids love. You can stream straight to an iPad or TV or something uh, from the Oculus. And they're just watching. They're watching as she plays. And they're having a, a ball with that. They really love it. Uh, I started Resident Evil 4 on Oculus. Ooh. I've owned it for six months. And in all my attempted replays of Final or Final Fantasy, I'm off tonight, man. <laughs> all my attempted replays, I attempt to replay a lot of stuff. All my attempted replays of Resident Evil 4, uh, I'm further into it. I'm like past the village. I'm into the first like area where you first meet the big Mendez guy that like picks you up by the throat and throws you. Um it's very, very intuitive on Oculus. I've got the full motion working. So when you walk, everything works. It's very, very smooth. But even moving like left to right, it's kind of a judder to it. So it's like, it doesn't give you the full. So I guess like I've had no VR sickness jumping back into this. Um, but it's very intuitive. Like when you pick ammo up, when the when people drop stuff, you reach down and grab it. And then your clip will be like off to the left when you run out of ammo and you have to grab it and like put it in the bottom of your gun. And then click the gun one time, and then it'll load it, and then you can go back to. So there's, there's some frantic moments built into trying to <laughs> grab that at the last minute. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I got I got stuck on one part um, when you first when you first leave like the opening area, I guess. And there's guys with dynamite all of a sudden. They're like running along these paths yeah, yeah. above you. Yeah, there would be guys I didn't know where they were, and then I'm just I explode, and then that's the end of the game. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And just dynamite came from somewhere, I guess. Because I'm trying to time it, you know, it's it's even easier than the Wii remote one because you're you're literally just pointing at them. Uh, it's first person. I don't I don't know if that's clear through the screenshots, but you don't yeah. see Leon. Yeah. So it's first person. So you're just lining up the shot with uh with the quest controller or whatever their name is for those hand hand tracking controller things. But uh, there's times when like they'll light the dynamite and they're holding it and I'm shooting their head and they do, you know, they do the whole animation of the recoil where they got hit and then they'll come back and they're holding the same. I'm like, that thing's been lit for like a minute and a half. What are you doing? I've been popping you the head. That thing's not blowing up. <laughs> so there's been, there's been some fun times with that. I uh, finally figured out where the knife is. Like you just grab the knife off your chest. So you yeah. just bring the control up, you grab that, and then you're hacking at the boxes and things like that. Because I was shooting them at first and I was like, in the game, you can slash them with the knife. Like, where the hell's my knife? And I just I started trying, like, the knife, you feel like you pull up to this part of your chest, and then, like, the grenade is in the middle, and they they require you to pull the pin off the grenade before you throw it. And it's just, man, it's so intuitive in VR. It's a really, really good experience. I played it yesterday until I got the low battery warning thing. So that cut my playtime short on that one. I've seen people... Um, wielding uh the pistol and have the knife out oh i haven't that, even that's thought a of game that. changer yeah i haven't even thought of that i uh, just met the stranger for the first time like he popped into a window and he was like meet me out here hello and uh what are you what are you buying so he's immediately peddling 
I think I upgraded or I bought a rifle or something like that. I don't know how to switch weapons yet. I've been I've been pistoling everybody. Um, I've been I, think, just, I think it's yeah, you just back, like put it behind your back. Or reach something. back and grab it. That would that's intuitive. That would make I, sense. It's it's possible. Yeah, I don't I haven't played that version, but I've I've seen some people play it. I think it is to where you put it behind your back because the pistol's at your side. Yeah, well, it's always like if you look down, you don't really have a HUD, but if you look down while you're moving around, you'll see the pistol like the icon and you can mm-hmm. I've just known now like I don't even have to really reach for the icon I just reach down to the right and it's there. Because then you get the option for the ammo clip, and you can grab yeah. that and and put that in there. You're um, you've probably got to go into your inventory and like equip it, like select it and equip it. But that makes sense. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably behind your back. Yeah, I think that's how most of those worked. And the uh, I upgraded the attaché case, so I'm already playing the Resident Evil Tetris to move the mm-hmm. items around inside the inside the box. But it's a it's a lot of fun. The jump scares are great um the kids are watching me play that a little bit uh my youngest saw me save the wolf like out of the trap in the beginning i was like what do you think i should do daddy save him so we save the wolf you grab the trap with each hand like there's little uh cursors on the thing and you you physically pull it apart with the quest controllers uh that's how you open cabinets and drawers and things like that you're pulling on them it's it's very intuitive like you can you really get in a uh, a groove of the movement like you go in a house and you're just you're taking the knife out and you're cutting the stuff up and you're grabbing the items that you get and anybody you killed, you're just picking up the items as you walk past them and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's very intuitive and very slick. I gotta, I gotta think about, yeah, pulling the weapon out from the back. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, there's a lot of games still trying to talk Cesar into breaking out his Oculus. Come on, Cesar. <laughs> as he shakes He's his like, head. No. Nope. Not doing it. There's a, it's, in the, it's in the box under my bed and I look at it every night before I go to bed and I sleep without a care in the world. So. <laughs> On top of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great games. Uh, Resident Evil is on sale right now if it's not a new purchase. Like, all the new ones right now are coming with it. So, right now it's on sale. I think it's half off. I think Medal of Honor. The two expensive ones are, they're 40 bucks a piece. And it's, they're both half off right now. So, good time to jump in on those. Uh, the kids and I played our annual Thanksgiving Mario Party. They wore me down on that. Uh, so, it was the three of us and uh, CPU. And we played for an hour and a half, and the computer player won, much to the disappointment of all of us playing alongside. <laughs> Wait a we minute. Have like, you, you have which one did you play? Did you play the just Mario the Switch Party one? Superstars? Yep, the Switch one. You have Mario Party. Is it one, two, and three now yep. available on the uh, the expansion? Yeah. You didn't get them into the. They know this one. I didn't think about it. That's probably a good idea to try out. But it's uh, I think it's one and two. I don't think three's on there yet. I think three's coming. I think it's just one and two because I booted up the Japanese one. I, you can't tell in the N64 logos like the tiles which one you're on, and I ended up on the on the Japanese one. But I couldn't tell. Uh, I saw the cowboy hat. That's two. And I believe I saw the first Mario Party on there. But you're right, Brant. We have access to three of the first Mario Parties on there. Well, I think in my house, just like y'all's house, y'all have access to all of the Mario parties, right? Let's see. Mm, checking. Some of them. Yes. Rance checking in real time. Don't buy Mario parties that often. Let's see. Only on buy two, get one sales when they give it to you? Mm, maybe. As Brent's checking that, I'll skip ahead to uh, Halo Night recap. It sounds like he's close. I hear switch noises. 
They gave us Witcher 2 on Xbox for free, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, that one says launch on console. That one says it's ready to go. Yeah, it's just Mario Party 1 and 2. You're one right. 1 and 2. Yeah, I didn't think 3 was out yet. But also which Wave of, Race was Which, of in course, there. is always weird because the the cover of Mario Party 1 is Mario holding up the dice it. block and it has the damn yep. 3 uh, on that always, of it. That always throws me off. It's like they knew they were going to make 3 in 3 years or something. Yeah. Them and Hudson Soft. Uh, so we played uh, we played some big team battle last night since there was I like think there was immediately five of us right so that's our when we all signed in we never had just a four v four team we 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 immediately had big team battle so yeah it was always between five or six people yep so it was myself Cesar friend of the show Russell friend of the show Jeremy friend of the show Dale friend of the show Robbie friend of the show Jordan am I leaving anybody out Jordan Robbie. Renee. Oh, friend of the show, Renee. Of course, friend of the show, Renee. How can Uh, I forget Renee? Russell. I think it was everybody. Yep. And so we immediately jumped into big team battle. We had some we had some good rounds. We had capture Mm -hmm. the flag. We had seeds. Uh, We didn't have anything, any of the crazy ones like Skockets or anything. Uh, I feel like we never had Slayer either, Cesar. We never had Team Slayer on there. Mm -hmm. Team Slayer. Which would have been some good rounds. Uh, We had a capture the flag. We lost. I feel like we lost most of the ones we played. We had some good rounds, though. But then, um, so I've been watching on Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. They'll have, now that Forge is out, people are creating maps and things like that. So when I see some cool links, I go in there and I bookmark them. So I had never really looked into finding out where they are. So I asked everybody, it's like, do y'all want to just hold on to just a second and let me see if I can load us into one of these and figure some of these things out. And we kind of we kind of slowly did and changed some game types and things like that. But the first one we loaded into, and Brent, you might have seen this on Twitter, but somebody's like fully rendered a Waffle House with the Waffle House sign and everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's got beautiful lighting and it's got the seats and there's like a waffle on a plate and everything. But when we got in there, one team spawned. It's in the middle of space. Apparently, it's on an island by itself. One team spawned on the island with the Waffle House because it was Team Slayer. And the other team just spawned in space, like way far out from the island, and just continuously respawned and fell into space over and over and over. That's what Cesar was talking about, self-destruct. <laughs> so what we did is, uh, you can go in there, you can go in there and change teams. So we would just swap teams out until people got to go onto the island and run around and like go into the Waffle House and stuff like that. But it was Cesar, the graphics were amazing. It looked really, really good. It, it looked like the. Look like the Waffle House off Jonesboro Road. <laughs> it did specifically one <laughs> close to us. <laughs> like the lighting was beautiful, Bathroom, and like the Waffle in House in the same location and everything. <laughs> it is <laughs> in the same spot. <laughs> oh, but man, we just we dove into all kinds of shit in that custom custom map and custom game browser. Oh, um, Brian, you missed you miss a good time, man. Yeah, we're gonna do it again. That was so much fun. Uh, the the facility map from Goldeneye. Spend any time on that, Brant? Yes, it's now in Halo Infinite. We played oh it with Rock. We played it with Team Rockets in yeah. facility. Oh, no. one team spawns in the bathroom. Everybody spawns in the bathroom. And okay, we're gonna have down to, onto the. We toilet. are gonna have to finish this episode up, and we are going and we're gonna have to play. Some I'm, down. I'm down. I'm down. You at least have to see this. It's crazy. I was threading the needle in some of that bathroom through that hallway, and getting richer with the rockets. Ah, uh, Cesar was a beast with the with no prior knowledge of Goldeneye. Apparently, he was he was beast in the map. I never played that map, so... 
Uh, we played a level called Royale with cheese that was like a rendered Burger King. Oh my god! With a That's cabin beautiful. across the across the way, <laughs> we were shooting rockets back and forth on those. There was a level that was a uh, basically a perfect render of Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. One team starts off in Helm's Deep, and one is like in that field with the catapults and all that, where the Uruk High were coming and charging Helm's Deep from. Uh, we did Princess Peach's Castle from Mario 64. We were running mm-hmm. around in there with rockets. That was a pretty good map. That was a great map. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. they the People have done some Lord's work in there. What was, uh, uh, what was the one we always play in uh, Master Chief Collection? Uh, Chill Run. Yep. Yeah. I think that was one of the first ones we tried, wasn't it? We did was, we did yeah. Team Slayer and Chill Run. Kept throwing uh, grenades into the portals, and they would go through. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> It was such chaos. Uh, then there's some uh, there's some settings you could put it on vehicles. So somebody's made a rainbow road. So you're like in mongooses doing rainbow road. Mm, <laughs> battle fort. <laughs> yep, block fort from uh, block Mario 64. <laughs> oh my what was gosh. The, we did something before rainbow road. What was that first? We did uh, the space invaders one. Was yes, it was space invaders. Man, that would have taken one lap rant on this took like. What would you say, Cesar? Like two or three minutes to complete? It was and if a long you, time, yeah. If you fell off at any point, and people have gun gooses, if you fell off at any point, they start you at the beginning of the lab. That, that might have been the only one that dealt with one. Yeah, yeah. Because we would, we would mess around with it for a while and then kill it so we could go to something else and it would decide who tied or won or lost. Yeah, because I remember the Rainbow Row ones, the one that glitched on me because I, I got turned upside down and I was stuck upside down. I couldn't do anything. You were stuck like a turtle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's some creative people out there, and some of those levels are just, they're absolutely hilarious. I know Brant's going to dig him some Felicity on there. Maybe we can do a Battle Creek, man. Or... Uh, it's on there. We just didn't, we didn't pick it. The consensus was, I mean, that would be fun for, like, snipers or something. What was oh, man, they have Blood Gulch? Blood Gulch yeah. the other one. Somebody's made Blood Gulch oh, in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're in there. They're in that custom game browser. And it's very intuitive. You launch into it. The only... The only thing that took some figuring out is getting the right mode to match. Like if you wanted to do one of the road ones, one of the driving ones, you don't need to put the, you don't need to keep the uh, rocket setting on. You need to do the vehicle. Like people have pre-configured the vehicle thing. So switch to that one sort of thing. We had to make up your own game and we all got out the bridge and tried to fight each other off the bridge. We did on the block fort. We had hammers because we couldn't kill. Nobody could die. We weren't doing anything. So what we did is at the top of block fort from Mario 64, we had like, I think it was 4v3 at that time. So we all stayed on the top of it, and then on go, we ran across with hammers. And since you couldn't die if you fell if you fell off of it, then you were you know you were out. Nice. And we, it was so much fun, man. <laughs> that was real. It was like a land party day with just random shit. Yeah, it was my pain because I kept getting turned over in that damn Rainbow Road. Oh my god, tears, man! I was crying in some parts. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. The Helm's Deep one was really impressive for its scale. Like you could see. The people who spawned down at the bottom by the catapults, they were so far away. And it took forever to get, like, down to them or to get up to that part of Helm's Deep. And it was all rendered. Yeah. When you turned around, it was that fortress built into the rocks and everything. And it was... That, you missed that one, uh, Brandon, because that's the one we kept killing Russell. Russell's like, I'm trying to look. Stop killing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russell's the Lord of the Rings nut, and, and people are murdering him. He's trying to tour the facility. <laughs> we need a truce. We need a truce. I'm trying to look. <laughs> He's touring the facility. And then we actually played Facility. 
it's it's great too. It's oh really it's really well rendered. And if we it's do so some bad. other game types that aren't just I wish rockets, we could play those online, man, instead of with the bot. Yeah, we could only load in bots. We couldn't do. I could set it really? to invite. I could set it to invite only or friends only. And yeah. I just carried the I carried the group with me into every right. single one of them. But it was like. That, the cool thing is, like, if, if everybody brought their own Xbox, like, ones are up, that would be a good land yeah. thing. So. Yeah. We could launch into that. And it's free with that game, I guess, with that service. We're not, yeah. It's not free, of course, but it's it's included with what you already were paying for, either through Ultimate or your disc or whatever it is that you had with Halo Infinite multiplayer. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. I got my first, I think it's my first overkill when we were playing the multiplayer on Big Team. I was in the ghost. Me and Cecil, for some reason, were on fire with ghosts last night. I ran everybody over, man. I was murdering people. We were about to lose that control point, and I just ran through everybody. Yeah. But we, like, seemed to maintain them. I got kicked out of them a couple times, but it was it didn't ever feel cheap. Like, it felt like it felt like they got me. Like, I slowed down enough or I hit a rock or something, and they they legit got me. But we we had some good rounds in there. I wasn't I wasn't aggravated with the multiplayer when we switched mm-hmm. over to the custom game type. I just wanted to see <laughs> those forge because I knew I had bookmarked those. So if you see any cool ones, uh, a lot of people on Reddit and Twitter and stuff, they're tagging the Halo Waypoint link. So if you watch it and it's something cool, hit that link, sign in up in the top right corner and then bookmark. And then when you go into forge on infinite, it'll be saved as the bookmarks in your in your um, like in your saved ones. You'll just see it in there. So I had like Waffle House. I don't think I saved facility, but it's in the top. Like they've got popular, three four three, recommended. They've got those type of search the filters. One too, remember? Oh yep. For uh for one of my kids, they wanted to play the the Minecraft village. Everything ones. was constantly on fire. I didn't understand that. Like, yeah, the village. I guess that's a Minecraft thing. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they did rockets on that one, and it looked like it looked like a Minecraft village, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had that blocky look to everything. Uh, but those are my games played. Resident Evil 4 VR, Mario Party Superstars, uh, Halo Infinite, and the family is playing Moss as I look on in Envy, because I have not yet played the Moss. All right, finish, finish it up, Brent. Um, Bring us home. So, I mean, aside from my normal uh, Overwatch 2 stuff, um, the family finally, the other two, got to the point in the battle pass that they needed to be. So now anything else is a bonus for them. Oh, um, good deal. Uh, other than House that, money. we are technically, I, uh, before we started recording, I don't know why I just was looking at my shelf and, uh, rocket night adventures for or rocket night adventure for the, uh, the Genesis, Genesis. caught my eye. Okay. So I popped it in uh, and played it for a while. It is, it is a very good game. Um, the remake is good too. They remade it for a 360. I remember that. And I think PS3. Did it come to both? I think we got it free on 360. Um, so that's our nods his head. I remember. I'm I remember slightly the 360. off camera. Yeah. Um, and I did boot up the Atari uh, 50th anniversary. How far did you get into that, or what is your initial experience uh, with it? I, I spent, like, just an hour watching, going through that timeline, watching these interviews and these videos. It's <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't even get to the point where I was uh, 
going to play any of the games. I started. I looked at the game list because the game list is huge. Yeah, and they even have um, a handful of stuff from the Jaguar on there too. Yep. So I watched um, someone play Atari Carts. But it is it's a hell of a collection. They've set the bar for retro collections and things like that. Like imagine someone even halfway doing a Mario one like that or a Sonic oh one or a Tetris collection of that sort. Yeah, they did an amazing job. And all the like when you look at the artwork, you can look at scans from the arcade cabinets or depending on what section you're in because mm-hmm. they have like arcade and then the arcade comes home and then 1990 and past then. So they cover the links and the two models of the links and the the budget price and the Jaguar and that kind of stuff. And they've got math advertisements. Yeah. They've, they've got a bunch of, yeah. Adverts and, um, like, uh, things from from magazines and things where that just advertising all these, uh, all these different arcade games or like you said, the consoles or, um, the handhelds. There was even the, uh, I can't remember the name of that damn handheld, but it was like it actually used like holograms in it. And that thing looked pretty freaking cool. Um, But what handheld had holograms in it? I'd have to I'd have to find it again. It was Um, in that timeline of things in that timeline. It's it's so well researched and it's so thorough and it's so interactive. And the way you can you just go through the entire timeline um it's it's a damn it's a damn good thing or if you know even if you don't care about that and you just want to get into the games you can do that too there's you know like a hundred some games on there that you could just jump into all beautifully preserved uh and able for you to play at your leisure um on any console that you want to now Highly recommend what I was what I was watching in the context that I have from what you played is uh, Mike Micah, one of the directors of I think he's the president of Digital Eclipse. He was on mm-hmm. with Digital Foundry guys and they they for some reason are like these notorious Jaguar defenders and fans <laughs> like they they're not they're not saying do the math, but <laughs> they recognize that uh, there's some interesting quirks with that hardware and that it specifically does certain things, you know, and they've that thing they've was that thing was Jaguar. thrown together. Yeah, and it was a it was a Frankenstein monster of a console. But watch this interview with Mike Micah. It's incredible because he talks about the guy. They've got somebody on board and I should know the person's name, but they specifically wrote that Jaguar emulator. And they were talking about the the, the balance they wanted to find for getting these games out there to where they're playable, but not maybe not specifically exactly like the Jaguar one, but to where the timing and stuff would be good for speed runners and things like that, because it is, it is an emulator under the hood. It's not some native mm-hmm. port of Atari carts or Tempest 2000 or anything like that. But, um, the, the developer of the emulators, just the stuff he had to do with that code and how the Jaguar compiles and decompiles stuff and how many coprocessors it has. And it's just, it was fascinating. I love listening to that talk. So Definitely check that one out. It's got John Lineman and Audie on it. And uh, Audie has a, I believe he's German, so it's a very thick accent behind it. Um, but it's a very good. And Mike Micah's, anytime you hear him talk about games, it's awesome. So uh, I highly recommend checking that one out. Then lastly, uh, there was a game that was on sale um, for Black Friday. It dropped down to $35. I figured I'd jump Uh-oh. on it, uh, which is Sonic Frontiers. The pop-in is real. 
Uh, the just, PS5 one? Just on, yeah, yeah. But I the Switch one was the worst offender. To be honest, it's not that bad. Okay. Um. So like, it starts Manageable. off. Eggman is he finds this, um, like megalith type thing. It looks you know ancient, and he starts uploading some AI system to it, and uh, something goes wonky and he gets like sucked into it Uh oh and then job robotnik sonic tails and amy uh are flying to this island because uh for some reason they the chaos emeralds have been drawn here and the the closer they get the plane like goes haywire and goes down and then sonic is sucked into the um cyber zone uh cyber first i don't i don't remember what the they call like a dark world or something. It, it's just like a, it's just like a digital thing, I guess. Mm. Um, and it's basically like your typical Sonic level. Um, this to 2D, me, 3D, 3D. It felt, uh, there's some that actually go from the side view. So it's almost like a 2.5 D, but then other ones, it feels just like a Sonic adventure kind of deal. Are those um, the are, are those the bits that I've seen that look like Sonic Generations? It looks like so- Sonic Generations levels. Yeah, is that what I've seen? So yeah. they call it the Cyberverse. Yeah, it's. Is there any context to that, or is it just? I can't remember. We don't know what this so, is. So so Sonic can apparently because of his speed, he can enter in and out of it at at will. So you get out of it, you you don't see Amy or Tails. Uh, you start seeing all of the the weird enemies that you've seen before, um, and the the goal is to go around, defeat all the 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 regular enemies. There's some like boss enemies in there, uh, and get gears. The gears unlock those like platforms that let you in to do those like regular Sonic type levels. And each one of those has, like, um, uh, challenges. And it's, you know, complete the level. Complete the level with 50 coins. Um, get S rank. By, like to keep you to encourage other playthroughs, yeah. additional playthroughs. Makes and sense. And based on how many of those challenges you do, you get keys. And basically, uh, you find that the, the Chaos Emeralds are kind of, like, contained. And you have to use those keys to basically obtain the, the, the chaos emeralds. Um, it sounds like a bunch of currencies on top of, is it intuitive? It, like it just makes sense. To yeah. Just, it's, it's okay. not that bad. Um, and then, you know, Amy, you, you find Amy, but she's kind of like a weird digital ghost thing. Did she so, get sucked into the thing as well? Yeah, she got sucked in, and so now Sonic is trying to find a way to save her and to do that. Now I'm col- you collect like Amy's memories on top of that. Another thing. So it's it's almost like a collectathon. Um, and eventually, eventually, you there's like a there's the, what they call the Titans, and they're the, you know huge, huge, massive enemies, and to get those. To, to beat those or fight those, you have to uh, go and collect all the KS Emeralds, go there, and then you have a, you know, supersonic fight against the the uh, Titan. And then after you beat that, you go I'm, on to the next area. 
I'm guessing he so. plays differently in the supersonic mode. Yeah. Does the gameplay change drastically, or is it like does it turn into any any sort of other sort of game? Or yeah, I mean he Sonic goes freaking Super Saiyan. He changes yellow, and then you're just floating in oh, the yeah, air. Oh yeah, the yellow Supersonic. So, that's right. So you're you like fly fl- the whole time. Yeah, you're flying in the air. You have like your max amount of coins, which um, in this game you can actually um, collect these little creatures called Cocos. And if you find a bunch of them and and take them um, to these like Coco elders, they can <laughs> upgrade your speed level or your uh, <laughs> ring level, so you can collect all the rings. Uh, and during this uh, Titan fight, they like fight, the chows. Kind of. Okay. But they're a creature, a small creature thing. Yes. So, uh, during the Titan fight, you're you're at, like, your max rings. And Sonic doesn't take damage, but the the rings, the ring count constantly goes down. And I'm guessing if you reach zero, then you you would lose. So you have to... The the goal is to as quickly... uh, defeat the titan as you can so it wasn't it wasn't terrible it sounds um, like a good gameplay loop surprisingly the the best thing about this was the the combat the combat was actually pretty satisfying mm. uh the weirdest thing is sonic doesn't really have like any kind of inertia sonic never really like just stops but in this game, if you if you take your finger off the off the stick mid run, he just like stops. This is like immediate breaks. No uh, stumbling or throwing his no throwing his shoes up and cloud of dust yeah, and all that. Nothing. Hmm. And that and that goes for like the traditional Sonic running levels too. So like you can be going zoom zoom zoom, and then if if you hit a wall or if if you like just take your finger off the stick for a second because you're in one of those areas where you're just going boing boing boing. As soon as you're Wherever you stop, you just boop. He's just, he's just dead stop. It's like stopping on a dime. It's weird for a Sonic. Usually, you know, like you yeah. said, he kind of stumbles or he's he's got a little bit more to it or staggered. But I yeah. feel like that's one of the things they did with that. Remember Sonic episode or Sonic Four? I think they called it. They had like episode one and two it was like a mobile game. I feel like he had weird don't remember movement that. that was criticized. That's but other than other than that, it's. It's not terrible. It's not like the hey. worst thing I've ever played. Yeah. But like I said, it is it is really weird to uh, be running around. And I mean, it was it was apparent immediately because that first that first area it drops you in is very Breath of the Wild esque. Uh, that's the first that's the world we've been seeing in all of the trailers and everything. Right. And there's a point where you you do a couple things and then you it opens up a small area and you go through this archway and you walk through and there's not really anything. And you take a couple more steps and stuff starts popping up in the air, just around you like platforms and, and things. And you tell, you can tell it's, it's just pop in that we've seen from all the trailers and everything. It's, it's a little rough. Uh, but, it, uh, and the next area is, it's like a desert area um i don't know i might go back to it but there's a bunch of other things you know i want i want to get to play so um i don't know if sonic frontiers is one of those i'm going to be clamoring to 100 (laughs) percent go back to and beat immediately he's bringing it up on game of the year get ready (laughs) 
<laughs> I you you can write it down as it's it's not terrible. It's a it's a it's a pretty decent 3D Sonic game. Put it on the box art. Brant says pretty decent Sonic game. Other than that, um, no, I played a little bit of Halo with with you and friend of the show Russell. Oh, it was like but, midweek. Yeah, we yeah, had some midweek good midweek runs. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I think I hit the level thirty on the battle pass since yeah. the last one. Yeah, you did. did. Other than that, no, I haven't had anything else. I've thought any about other, a bunch of stuff, but any other Black Friday purchases? Any big note items of note? I did have one weird experience. I'll touch on. Mm, I'm trying to think. I don't. I didn't purchase anything else. Black Friday. Um, as far as gifts knocked out of the as far as far as those go, um, I did wind up buying some more Vita games, so they'll be here. That has nothing to do with Black Friday sales. (laughs) (laughs) Those were not Black Friday related, though. So I was looking at. I already had an order coming from Walmart, and I was looking at some of their their sales, right? Because we've seen these ads for basically a week, but for some reason, Demon Souls was kind of one of the later ones that went up. And they had the physical copy of Demon Souls for 25 bucks on PS5. And I know we get it on the PlayStation Premium. Is it Premium or Excalibur level or whichever the top one is we have? The extra or the Premium? I think premium. it's the Premium. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go ahead and grab it while it's 25 I'll, I'll throw it on the shelf. I, I, still, I know I could still play a digital copy. And then the very next day, it was the day after Thanksgiving. I guess I went up on Thanksgiving. Um... Russell was here, and I, I get a local number, and I hardly ever answer the phone if I don't know the number, and I answered it. I was like, hello. Uh, yeah, this is so-and-so from Walmart. We don't have uh, – we're doing a, a store-to-home ship or whatever for Demon Souls. Well, we don't have Demon Souls, so I can't do it. I got to substitute it. And I'm like, what? I didn't ask for – you don't, I don't need it now. Just get it from the warehouse or wherever all these copies of Demon Souls are and send them to me. I'm fine with that. No, we can't. It was sent to the store, so we have to do the, the ship from store. What do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I specifically picked Demon Souls. Like, that's one I need. I'll throw it on the shelf. I got to thinking. I was like, you substitute anything? Like, you'll just you'll just swap it out? She's like, yeah, if we have a PS5 game and you want it, we'll just swap it out. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so the one I could think of, because Uncharted was 20, I believe, as well. And I, I held off on that one because I've got that digital copy from the $10 Path to Victory. So I think, I think that one's going to get cheaper. But that is definitely a good one to own. I was like, there's a so there's there's two Last of Us. There's one on PS4 and there's one specifically for PS5. It's got like a young lady looking to the left. It'll say, The Last of Us Part One. Hold on, hold on. I'll see if we have it. So she puts me on hold for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I see it. I'll see if I can substitute it and then you can have that one. I was like, wow, okay, that works. Thanks for calling me. I appreciate it. And that was that. And I'm like, there's no way this happens. And then I got it today. I got a shipment from Walmart and it had Last of Us Part One in there. <laughs> So I scrambled oh my to my gosh. I scrambled to my Walmart order and I'm like, what the hell actually happened here? Because I got one other game. I got I think they're asleep, but I got Sonic. Was it Sonic Or? It's not Sonic Origins. Sonic Mania. I got Sonic Mania Switch for the kids. And uh, so that came, and then there was Last of Us Part One in there. So I, I go to my order and I'm scrolling through, and it says Demon Souls was on there. Like we have Walmart Plus for groceries and stuff, so they'll tell you if they substitute something. It'll be on your receipt. So it says Demon Souls, it, uh, the substitution for that, it just says Demon Souls again. And so <laughs> I got charged 25 bucks for Last of Us Part 1. Oh so I was, like, I was like, I got hooked up. Here we go. I finally won one. <laughs> so that's 
So I, I let Russell know. I know Russell's expressed interest on um, playing that one. Can we do the PlayStation Share thing? Does that work? He only has a PS4. Can does that share work that way? Have we talked about that on here I before? I don't remember. The play share thing? I don't remember if it does or not. Yeah, he's only used it once or twice before either. I can't remember. We may we might try that out and let you know, but I know that's on his list of shame. He's talked about playing it, so now that I have a now that I have a copy. It's either I'm craving that naughty dog game, you know? You know that fix you get? So it's either that or or a lost legacy at some point. Well, you were saying the reason you stopped was because you just it was so damn depressing, right? Yeah, every time I've tried to play it because I tried on <laughs> PS3. I was a new dad when the PS3 one came out, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, fuck this. And then the PS4 one, I probably got stuck or aggravated or something or something else came out. But I made I made more progress in the PS4 one than I did the PS3 one. And then it was like a couple years after that, Cesar was like, dude, you just got to play it. You got to go through it. It's good. Cesar, I think you said you used a guide and that made it that made it more not manageable or anything, but you you enjoyed it more with that. Talking about strategy guide, I did not use a strategy guide. I've used a strategy guide in the game since 2011. Specifically, what game was that? I don't remember. I just remember I stopped using strategy guides. <laughs> 2011 specifically. <laughs> yep. All right. You guys got anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I'm good. Yes. Quick Let's episode. go play some Halo. Let's play some Halo. Brand, are you serious? I'm dead serious. You want to? You want to see? I'm dead facility? serious. All yes, right. I want to see this shit. I want to see. I want to see facility. I want to see Mario. I want to see uh, Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not spawned in infinite death in space like Cecil was over and over, <laughs> yeah. that's 100 minus 100 minus. 100. But you could switch teams and hope that it puts you on the island. <laughs> I switch teams and it's still minus 100 minus. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House is pretty crazy. Oh damn. So you're, if you're listening and you want to join us, we're about to head to Halo Infinite, so hit us up over there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.